Welcome, everybody, to The Lonely TARDIS, your journey through Time Lords and space. Noah did not use my radio voice this week. I'm tired. So very tired. Tired. I am Dolly Domofsky. Joining me, as usual, is one Sean Norton. Hello. In spirit is Stephen Strong, who's furiously trying to catch up on all the episodes of Doctor Who. So he'll, he may pop up at some point during this episode, but we don't know. And the, the same goes for uh, our good friend Marcus Beer, who's uh, just having some scheduling issues. He may also pop on um, at some point. So be ready. They're a mess, and you should tell them as much. All of you listening out there, tell them they're a mess. Tweet at them. Tell them how, how, tell them how wonderful they are. How wonderful they are. Well, Sean, I'm, how are you? I am drinking heavily. <laughs> I'm about to be here in the U.S. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I I don't know. How are you? I am good. I'm I'm about to start drinking. It's been a crazy week uh, at our office, um, and around uh, around the world. It feels like it since we last spoke. So uh, I'm I'm in dire need of some good sci-fi and good storytelling and uh, <laughs> television. And I have, we're going to talk about the view. We're going to talk about the uh, uh, this week's episode, the uh, the Taranga conundrum, and there might not be any of those. <laughs> so yeah, Doctor Who, season eleven, episode five, the Taranga conundrum. I think it's pronounced the Taranga conundrum. Let me do a quick summary. This is coming from our good friends at Wikipedia. Hi, Mister Pedia. Uh, while scavenging an alien junkyard planet, I don't know why, uh, Doctor. Uh, and crew um, get caught in sort of a sonic mind detonation thing. And they're picked up on the Taranga, which is like this traveling, flying space medical hospital thing, I guess. Another thing. Um, uh, there's all sorts of patients on there, uh, including a, a kind of a famous general, her brother, uh, a robot, uh, like an android synth robot, and even a pregnant dude. Um at some point, they come to find out that oh no, there's an alien on board. Much like, uh, much like is is what normally happens in a Doctor Who episode. There's an alien just mysteriously pops up on your ship that can eat everything, uh, anything mechan- non biological. So that this little alien dude is eating everything on the ship, including the ship. It's going after the anima- the antimatter power source. Uh, uh, the Doctor and and Yaz uh, kind of get the get the alien sort of figured out. The doctor captures the alien using the, I guess the detonator from the bomb, throws it in an airlock, alien jumps after it. What was the alien called? The Pating or something weird like that? I don't know. what. And uh, shoots it out into space. And uh, meanwhile, the, the dude, Yoss, uh, goes into labor. So he's a, he's a, in the future, they cut babies out of guys with double umbilical cords, I think is what, what the plan was. Um, Eve, uh, the captain, sac- the general sacrifices herself to save, to save and pilot the ship through an asteroid field. And, uh, yeah, everybody, uh, safely arrives at this, uh, at the space station in the end. And that's it. That was the episode. So it's, it's, uh, it was a lot of white backgrounds. And by that, Not I mean, as engrossing as your Wikipedia description of it. Yeah, um, let's, just, let's just let's just go right into it. What, what did uh, you? I'm here. Hey, Marcus. Hello. Sorry, I'm uh, sorry, I'm a bit late. I was negotiating the the sale of the next election. Excellent. Good. 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 Two years from now, guys, we're gonna have a blue tsunami. Two years from now, we're gonna have a Welsh tsunami. A Welsh tsunami. We're, we're coming yeah. with our green cards to take your job. <laughs> There's a caravan of Welshies on the way. Oh, that's the worst kind, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome, Marcus. We missed you last week. We're glad to have you this week. Yes. Um, sorry. Sorry I was out last week. Um, came back from Vermont to yet another cat emergency, which has been ongoing. But uh, our cat is out. My wife is picking her up from the vets right now. She's been in the vets for a week getting her kidneys flushed. So oh, goodness. Still, it's still ongoing. But uh, I, I know a lot of people on Twitter have, have, have said good things and nice things. So status update. Puddin is on her way home. So oh, yes. Awesome. Let's talk about let's talk about this. And um, oh, by the way, the episode last week. Arachnids yeah, Arachnids in the UK. I want to hear your thoughts on that. 
scared the bejesus out of me. Loved it. Really? Really? Yes. It was great and scary and had messages and a great pun on anarchy in the UK from the Sex Pistols as the title. Um, oh, I didn't even pick up on that. Oh, God, you amateurs. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's... I mean, I've got a, I've got a, I've got a, a mild case of arachnophobia at the best of times, but yeah, it was it it was pretty scary for a Doctor Who episode, um, and you know, it felt a lot like the old Tom Baker in a lot of ways. Sure. You know, the real, the really like dark, to, scary Tom Tom Baker era. So yeah, I thought it was great. It still got across some nice uh, lessons, um, but yes, that it would have got uh, it would have got a five out of five from me. It's probably my favorite episode of the new season so far. Wow, because it's the opposite for Sean and I. I think we kind of felt it was pretty boring. Um, well, really? I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't. Well, I think I mean, it was done a disservice by its its last fifteen minutes or so. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean. I think. Uh, the, and I think this is something that we'll talk about again today is the ongoing, the, this is probably being the, the most political oh, season yeah. of Doctor oh, my goodness, right. we've had in a while. I mean, obviously we had the not quite Trump, but still all, all American businessmen, a bad guy last week. And then we'll, there's, there's some other things to talk what about. What did you to, call him last week? Johnny America? Is that, was that the name you used? I think that's one of the names I pegged him with. Yeah, it would have been it would have been nice to have Captain Jack there to to balance things out and and, and tear him off a strip. But I thought Chris Noth did a great job. Um, I mean, he didn't go over hammy, but it does it does tap into a, a common misconception of a of American business types. Uh, well, actually, you know, given the the the, the model, it's not a misconception right now. But yeah, I thought it, I thought it was great, and we were introduced to the family, not the various families, not you know overdone again and it it seems to be a melding of some of the best bits of Moffat with some of the the the, the best bits of of Russell da- T Davis with um the merging of that kid um Moffat purposely sort of like moved away from the kitchen sink drama with the extended families and all that sort of stuff uh because uh, um RTJ uh sorry RTD really went overboard a lot a lot of the time with that one so yeah, I mean it's it there's a lot of balance and you know we'll we'll get into this episode now but I really really liked it. I thought it was uh yeah. I had to pause a few times when some of those big buggers were coming out and uh <laughs> you know the body count was pretty high. Uh yeah, I can imagine a, a bunch of uh you know 8 to 12 year olds getting behind the 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 couch in in a way that I used to when the, the Daleks used to come on back in the old days. I mean that's that 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 was quality Doctor Who back then. This was a, this was best definitely a couch, you know, a couch croucher. Yeah, I think he's definitely doing, you know, making a point to 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 just show people like, oh, this is still sure. Doctor Who. This is still Doctor Who, and I think he he's definitely paying homage to some classic storytelling back in the old days as well, which is fine. Um, I'm just. Last week and this week, we'll talk about it in a minute. I, I don't know. I thought there were some cool elements to it, and Dolly, you and I talked about this at length. Um, I, to me, it just kind of lost its way at the end, and a lot of things didn't really come together, and felt like the spiders were conceptually well done, but kind of were just spiders for spiders' sake, and the story realm pulled up, and then boom, over. And the Doctor's constantly changing moral high ground is just driving me crazy. But we can get more into that as we talk about this week, too. So. Okay, well let's uh, let's move on to this week. Um, I did a quick summary of the Tsuranga conundrum, and let's just kind of go off. Let's do this roundtable. What did you guys think? I thought it was kind of boring. <laughs> like I, I don't ever look at my phone during Doctor Who. It's one of the few shows that always keeps my attention throughout, and I watch it twice. Mm-hmm. I didn't do either of that. I just, but I, but I was looking at my phone halfway through. I was bare, like I was distracted during the episode. It just didn't hold me, mm-hmm. and. I didn't rewatch it i felt i had zero i wasn't compelled at all to go back and watch this one again um yeah i don't know I, I, we can i think we should do sort of an open discussion instead of long likes and dislikes but that's my initial reaction is i just thought it was kind of meh i thought it was a filler episode of who really it for me it was a more sedate pace and a bit of a change up um that wasn't necessarily a bad thing i can I don't think it, it it did hit the 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 pounding heights as it were of uh of of, of previous of previous episodes. Um I liked it. Um again the political side came through in, in a couple of ways. Um They've obviously upped the FX budget at the BBC. Oh yeah. Year. 
bet- between the spiders last week, they didn't. Those spiders. I mean, that was that was some good creepy ass CGI compared to you know, especially if you look at some of the dross that sci-fi churns out with the Sharknados and their spider-related horror movies. Because yep. um, uh, I, I am saying that because I saw a, 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 a trailer for one today called Lava Tarantulas that was just abysmal. Um, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and then you had the Pating, um, which is, you know, <laughs> it was just, it was some great CGI. It's, it reminded me of an adipose um, on steroids. Yeah, I was going to mention that too. It's, it had that adipose feel, but uh, like an adipose mated with a 1980s gremlin. <laughs> Reminded yeah. me of Nibbler from Futurama. Yes, definitely a Nibbler. Oh vibe. my God, you're yeah. right. Completely Nibbler. Yep. Whoa. Yep. And I thought it was well done. I, I thought, I agree. I think the monster was was definitely visually fantastic. Um, yeah, I, I, it was there. I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> look, it, it was interesting. Uh, and I know we'll touch this on this in the comments. Um, I mean, you know, again, it's just this. I mean, it started off well with them all, you know, all of them looking for this, um, uh, you know, this spare part or whatever, and then and then the sonic mind going off. But the the banter and the chit chat, I felt very natural. There was a good chemistry between the 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 four of the four primaries, yeah. in my opinion. Um, and it does seem like you know, on one side you've got two younger actor, two younger characters who grew up together. And then you've got the older one who is the, you know, the, who wants to be the granddad. Um, so that felt really, uh, you know, really good and natural. Yeah, the doctor can, is still all over all over the place. I'm kind of down with that, though, because she's finding herself. This iteration I really hope of the it doctor, doesn't take the whole season to actually yeah. find her. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think it will. Um, I think we'll probably see that so like calm down in the next episode or two. Um, we'll see. We'll see some sort of consistency, but I'm down. I'm down with an, you know, not rushing into. Oh, look, I'm the brand new doctor. This is everything set in stone right away. Um, she is, you know, I mean, yeah, the accent still pisses me off. It just gets on my nerves. But I can't argue with. I can't argue with the performance. I think she's, you know, she she's exploring where she wants to take the to the doctor, and and it will hit on a on a sweet spot. Um, Mark, uh, I, I, I want everybody to kind of look at their calendars right now and mark the date. Today is Tuesday, November 6th. Mm-hmm. And somehow, in all the years we've been recording this show, somehow, right now, Marcus is the voice of positivity on the Lonely Tardis about Doctor Who. I look, I've, been the, I've been the voice of positivity <laughs> plenty of times. Um, you know, especially when talking about, you know, some of the episodes like Day of the Doctor and the Husbands of River Song to go back to that one again. Um, and you know, the second, uh, the, the last Capaldi season, which was a lot stronger. Um, but I think as a freshman season from a new team, from a top to bottom new team, I think this has been stronger than any freshman season going back to the, the Russell T Davis uh, era. Cause you know, you remember some of the, uh, you know, the, the first uh, Matt Smith episodes, they were all over the shop. Um, and I think this one has got a lot more, uh, uh, you know, a lot more consistency, um, a lot. It's a lot different. It's a big sea change for a lot of things in Doctor Who. Um, I mean, you know, a lot of things that, you know, the, the guy giving birth, and how it's logically, you know, logically explained that that's what in that particular species, that's what, you know, the guys do. Guys give birth to boys, girls give birth to, to girls. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's obviously a whole other discussion for the, the gender fluid t- um, uh, audience and how they give birth, but um, that's for another day. But I think, you know, there's that. The, it was also a pretty strong, for me as a Brit, a pretty strong... Um, um, example of socialist medicine with the National Health Service under threat again in the UK and what we, the discussions we have here. Um, you know, with regards to there was no mention of cost. They were rescued. They were heading back to be taken care of. Um, everybody was like, you know, it was like these were caring, uh, you know, caring physicians who did the, who were doing this this job and helping people helping total strangers, uh, rescuing refugees, if you will, from, from a junk planet. Uh, so that, that, that was a lot of it. Uh, yes, were the sets very, um, 
dull, boring, uh, and 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 you know perhaps a little on the cheap side. Well, given that you know they had the VFX budget in the past, it's, it's understandable. But it did the job. It looked like what I would imagine a you know futuristic hospital ship would look like, uh, especially when you compare that to maybe into the Dalek where um, that was also a hospital ship, if I remember correctly. And that was more sort of like, you know, um, um, industrial and lots of exposed wires and, um, and pipes and everything. This seemed more like, a, you know, a, a sterile environment for, uh, you know, people to, to get healed. Um, and I think it was more one of those episodes, not necessarily to show a super scary monster but to show the team growing growing closer again the doctor showing another facet the doctor you know i mean I, I was disappointed that they didn't really expand more on the doctor's injury i thought that was going to be something that that was uh maybe maybe could have played upon a lot more she was holding yeah, aside a lot that was weird yeah, they seem to forget about that. They did have a Moffity moment there. We're all fine. I, I thought they could have done something really cool with Time Lord physiology to a Sonic Bomb, but it just kind of was there and then it wasn't. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and, and it wasn't a super a superstar eff, uh, uh, episode, but it, was, it was, wasn't was a bad one either. And I can understand you. It's like, oh, it's a little boring. This is going on. But, you know, the inter, interpersonal dynamics between the brother and sister and the, the robot sidekick that wasn't played for laughs. I mean, that robot sidekick so could have been played for laughs. It could have been another version of C-3PO or whatever. And it was, uh, it was you know, just when the, at the end when the robot was saying, I will get, um, you know, I'll be shut down now. Um, it felt like something out of uh, Alien, uh, the Alien franchise, in the world. Yeah, I mean, uh, and, and you expected then the the, the brother, you know, to, to follow formula. The brother would have said, "Well, don't shut down. Be with me. C come, you know, serve me or work with me or whatever." Because you know, you you knew my sister and loved her or whatever. And, and they didn't do that. They didn't go the traditional route then, because the, the brother basically didn't even acknowledge that this guy was going to be shut down. It's like, yeah, okay, you're being shut down. Bye bye. See ya. You're a you're a piece of equipment. And then you know you did have the comic relief of the uh, of the guy who was you know pregnant, um, but you saw the two hospital staff who were you know the first one the, the the guy who you know who got killed. I mean he was you know what you expect a medic or a first responder to be. He was brave. It was his ship. He wanted to make sure that people were okay. He saw the doctor was injured, so I don't think it was a case of sexism. He saw the doctor was injured and, and recovering, so sent the doctor to the other one, uh, the other escape pod to check that while he went to the other one because, you know, he knew that if there, there was something wrong, it was his ship he needed to try and, you know, to try and figure it out. And the doctor was, you know, not, it didn't have the, the ego to, to, to fight because the doctor knew that she was injured. So I think this was more of a, of a, you know, personal examination, personal relationships. Uh, we saw more time between the two younger team members, team TARDIS. Um, their bonding is great. And the fact that their bonding is, is still go, you know, is going on and it's not in the romantic um, route is fantastic. Uh, they're just going to be mates. That, that's all we can ask. And then just watching, um, you know, the, the grandson and the granddad slowly start to bond a little bit more. Man, Graham, the, was, Graham was fantastic. He's, we, uh, Sean and I mentioned last week how he's quickly becoming maybe our favorite character in this season. But uh, Graham was, again, fantastic this week, I think. There's that pose that he does, which he has his hands in his jacket pockets, and he just kind of stands there, you know, like he's ready to go on a tour of uh, some art museum somewhere. So yeah. I love him. Graham's great. Yeah, no, I think I, th I think they're all, they're all really coming together very nicely, and they're eminently relatable. Um I mean, Graham's obviously relatable more to me because he's, you know, what, 10 years older than me. Um, but I, you know, I think it's great that we've got, a, you know, very diverse dynamic. And like I said, I thought initially that this would all be pandering and they've pulled it together. They are pulling it together and it's working. And it's a different Doctor Who for a different, um, you know, different society in the UK. And that's what we have to remember is that it's obviously made for a different, it's made for the UK first and foremost. Um so yeah, like I said, it, it wasn't perfect. There were there were flaws. There were some lulls. The the you know the alien felt like uh, much like in the Rosa episode, 
um, the alien or the the bad guy felt like uh, you know a, a plot device, nothing more. But again, we didn't need to have a bigger, darker, more ominous behind the scenes Thanos figure sending this 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 thing to blow uh, to to blow up the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that the only stereotypical thing. Uh, the, 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 that is coming in and it's become, and I know somebody uh, uh, was it uh, Daniel Pelfrey posted this on the Facebook page. I wish the doctor would stop losing the goddamn TARDIS. <laughs> I really do. A few times, yeah. A few times I've done this so far. So, yeah, that, that, that's, that, that's, that's, my, that's my two cents. I mean, I, I'm, I ain't mad at it. I am not mad at this season of Doctor Who at all. And I'm glad I'm not. I'm, I'm, I admit that I'm still, you know, I mean, with other things that have been going on in my life in the last couple of weeks, uh, I've been tardy in watching um, uh, because, you know, just just various things have popped up and the Sunday time slot is still throwing me because I honestly forget the Doctor Who's on a Sunday. Um, but every time I've, I've put the episode on, you know, a new episode on, I've watched it end to end. I've um, cursed the commercial breaks and I generally want to see where this is where you know where the, where they take this, and it was a, you know it was a good one, um, you know not quite the same as the uh, midnight episode with David Tennant, uh, where you know they were on that planet uh, of diamonds, and they were all there was like four of them, tra- or half a dozen people trapped in the uh, the um, travel shuttle or whatever it was, um, but it still had this sort of like claustrophobic, almost alien esque kind of thing, um, and it was just a great change of pace from last week. Hmm. Um, I. I like the the claustrophobic feel. It it reminded me of um, uh, the doctor. Remember, you remember the 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 two heaven sent and hell bent from a from a couple years back, where he was in that castle and just kind of running through those same hallways. It seemed like those same hallways over and over again. This had that same sort of claustrophobic feel to it, um, which spaceships tend to have, and I, I kind of like that. Um, it there was. <laughs> This wasn't, again, again, this wasn't a bad episode by any means. It was a solid episode, had a, one thing I've liked about the season is that there has been a beginning, a middle, and an end to every episode. And you're not left kind of wondering, man, this, you know, I I never knew where it's going. This season, I've known where everything is going. And what, what, what I mean by that is not, I guess there's a little bit of predictability to it, but I think the plots have been very coherent and consistent and um, well thought out, but there haven't been enough um, like aha, you know, high points in these plots. And they've all kind of seemed very, to me, they've seen at least these last couple episodes have seen very sort of monotonous in tone and not in, I shouldn't say monotonous. They've been sort of in the, the, there hasn't been enough highs to, to offset the lows, I guess. I think, I think that, the consistency has been good from my perspective in that there's been, been a beginning, a middle, and an end. Obviously, yes, the doctor's, you know, side injury that held her up for two-thirds of the episode seemed to miraculously vanish. Well, you know, yeah. she's she's healing. She heals a little bit slower. They, you know, they didn't dwell on, you've got two heartbeats, you know, what are you? And, oh, the, the book of whatchamacallit when there's a whole chapter, well, there's more than a chapter, more like a volume. Um, and there were those little touches, but the episodes do their job right now because they have the start, they have the middle, they have the end. There's nothing, there's been a couple of aspersions to a bigger bad that may, may come back at the end of the season that, you know, we we've had in the first couple of episodes and that was not, not there this time. Um, and it's better for it. Cause let's face it. How many times, especially during the Moffat era, did we sit here talking and mm-hmm. say, well, look at the silence look at these guys this creepy enemy and how would the day pan out or when they had um the um the capaldi uh three-parter with um all of a sudden you know history's rewritten and you've got these pyramids and all that sort of stuff and these it's like episode one was oh this this is so cool where are we going with this um ended up going nowhere i mean so far every episode has gone somewhere Mm -hmm. within the yep within its 45 minutes and honestly that is a step up on a lot we've had to deal with yeah uh, in the past they may not have been the super exciting highs and lows and, and twisty turny uh, roller coasters we don't know where this this i don't know where the season's going 
but I know that every episode I've watched so far has been a completely uh, enclosed and um, contained story. And I'm, qu- I'm quite happy with that. Thank you very much. Yeah, the consistency is good. Um, and I think they need to keep it up because it, uh, it will at least get people to last through an entire episode. Um, but to, yeah, to Sean, to your point, I found myself looking at my phone a little bit more often than I have in, in doctors past. And maybe that's because these have been much more uh, kind of smaller scale stories, right? In the past, we've had these big giant, um, it seemed like in Capaldi's shows, we've had something that, that essentially is uh, every episode has been the end of the world in, in some respects or another. And we've had these much smaller, it really is about, the group and maybe one or two other characters in the entire episode type of thing. There hasn't been these um, cosmic threats. I'm, I'm hopeful that uh, we'll finally get that cosmic threat to really push Dr. 13 um, uh, to see kind of what her limits are, because at at this point it's, it's still, uh, she's still sort of finding her way and it's starting to wear on me a little bit that she hasn't, kind of made that direction yet i think yeah i i agree with that i i think what we're seeing and it, this might just be my opinion but i think there's a couple of notable things that are really holding us back and it's not the performances which we all agree are rock solid to great um and it's not you know jody's doing fine everybody's doing fine i what i what i think is lacking is is a sense of scale and i don't mean Moffat style, like the whole universe is in danger, or we're going to need 10 episodes to resolve this. But just, I feel like it's lacking a sense of wonder, which I think really makes Doctor Who Doctor Who. Um, And I think a lot of that currently comes to Chibi being a very good writer of interpersonal dialogue and character development, or at least development in the sense of interacting between two or three or four or five characters. But I don't get the sense now anyway, that he is a good sci-fi writer. Um, I, I think his plots yep. just aren't, I don't think they're living up to this show. And I think I think it's suffering a lot from telling instead of showing. I think a lot of the dialogue falls flat for me. I, I think it, it kind of just goes on and on. Um, and I, I think, like with the, 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 what was it, the antimatter chamber, right? Um, so much description of that and that's fine but it, it 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 very much feels now that they have pivoted hardcore to like this is an educational show for children mm-hmm. maybe not children but this is an educational show right and we're gonna that's, sp- not a, that's not a bad thing though it's not a bad thing when the balance is there and i don't feel like the balance is there right now i think with the exception of rosa um these episodes just <laughs> i think it's a lot of talking and i don't think all the talking is very good um and also, I read afterwards that that antimatter thing and all the signs behind it, totally wrong. <laughs> so that oh. kind of me out a little bit, too. But I think I think Chibi's writing isn't really living up for me yet. I don't think he's doing a good job with the actual premise of the whole show. Um, and I think things are taking a long time. Like, we don't have any real moments from this Doctor yet. And, right, right. And I like, to Marcus's point, I like that she's a different take on the character. I do. Mm-hmm. But we're halfway through the season now. We We need something. Beyond empathy and, you know, loving science and wanting to figure out the mysteries and stuff. Like, we, we need more, or I need more. I need something that I can hang my hat on and be like, that's the new Doctor. That's what she's all about. That's the standout moment. And I I don't think we've had that yet. And I also don't think the episodes are tackling stuff that some of the older ones did. I, I think they're just kind of, again, with the exception of Rosa, I think they're just kind of there. Um, and I don't know. And I, I also think the other thing that's lacking, and I thought about this a lot, is when Marcus, correct me if I'm wrong, the previous composer was Murray Gold. Yeah, I think him leaving has left a pretty big hole. Mm. I the, don't. The music, the, yeah, I I agree with you there. The music has not been as good. I mean, um, we haven't got her theme yet. Yeah, yeah. We we don't know what her theme is. We knew that there was, uh, you know, for for example, Matt Smith's was always. Dun, dun, oh, I'm not even going to bother. You know the Matt Smith one where it's like that ugh, moment, but that moment, unfortunately, became so so you know used commonplace and was then so 
let down by the writing. I mean, you know, that moment when the doctor, you know, we don't know what this doctor is. Great. I don't think she knows this, who this doctor is. And I think, you know, we, I think at this moment, as in, you know, in the, the season, I think we'll, we'll, we will find out, like I said, sh- uh, pretty soon. But I would rather be on this journey with, with, a, with a doctor who doesn't know who they are yet. And as opposed to getting a speech like, you know, the, uh, the pan- when the Pandorica opens, when he's standing on the rock on Stonehenge and all the aliens are above him. And he's like, Yo, you know, l- look me up and, you know, who wants to go first and blah, 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 blah. And it's this blustery doctor. And it's like, you know, it's a great speech, but then just totally falls flat. I mean, every time those, those sort of speeches have been made in the past, you know, with the exception of, you know, some of the iconic tenant ones where, you know, he's on the, the spaceship for the, um, for the Christmas episode with, uh, with uh, Carly Minogue and the Titanic where he, you know, he says, I'm the doctor, I'm from Gallifrey in the constellation of Casterburus, I'm 900 and whatever it is years old, blah, blah, blah. You've, that, was, that was a tenant doctor moment that was backed right. up with shit got done. Mm-hmm. Um, we got one or one or two of those with Matt Smith, but we haven't had that yet with this one, but I think it, it will come. I mean, you know, again, there's, I, I'm sure there's a lot of juggling to go on with, 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 with everything. And the supporting cast has been so strong that we haven't really needed that yet. The doctor is finding out who she is and who her, who her companions are. And they're finding out who they are now and who she is. And I'm sure at some point we will see a full-on moment or a full-on episode where, holy shit, the Doctor's arrived. I hope but, so. Because no, sorry. Go on. No, no, go on. I just feel like we haven't even seen her want to know who she is. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like she regenerated. She was coming through it in that first episode. She got rid of the bad guy. And then that's now we're on our way. And I think in the second episode, there was a, a nod to like, oh, still got to get used to be calling ma'am or whatever. But there's none of that like – it doesn't even have to be like on the nose, but it doesn't seem like there's any of that sort of, well, how do I feel about this? Or where is that sort of, um, you know, where does my empathy lie there? Or my moral compass or this, that, whatever. It's just sort of like Jody is doing an awesome job playing his character, but it's, it's just sort of a mishmash of previous doctors. It feels like. Um, and I, I just don't, I don't, I don't know why that is. And I, I don't know why it's taking five episodes. Maybe to your point there, we're going to have that moment. And when we get to it, it's going to feel great. But to me and to Dolly's point, I think it's taken a long time to kind of get there. And I, I don't, I don't know. It, it feels kind of weak. And like, we're just, we're lacking those moments where like, you know, the doctor discusses back in the day, right. The, you know, the, his own personal God complex or when, you know, it's, it's somebody confronts him and, he says there'll be no mercy or whatever. And I'm not saying it has to be the blustery time lord, time lord victorious, but, you know, it. I don't know. Even moments where Davros kind of talks about how the Doctor's companions wind up being turned into weapons or stuff like that. Things that, that ultimately took time to get to that point, but there was always the groundwork being laid to this is the impact of this character. And I don't know what groundwork they're laying here besides the fact that this is a new Doctor who is super nice and likes to solve mysteries on her own or compile all this different stuff science-wise and is really empathetic and friendly and actually prefers a group as opposed to her own solo stuff. Well, the other thing you've got to remember, compare this to every other freshman new doctor that we've had since the reboot. So Eccleston, Tennant, Smith, Capaldi. They've only had one companion. So there's been more screen time. There's been more, there's been less to share. This time we're talking three from the get-go, right? Which is a big difference. That and it's it is really splitting the workload. So maybe it is, you know, the 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 um, you know the, the three companions are taking away perhaps some of the development from the Doctor. Maybe we'll get an episode where they are gone, and it's the Doctor by herself, and we see her, her come, uh, come forward. But I see that there's bits coming through that look to me like threads, you know. And I suppose it's also, you know, they don't want to have, uh, you know, oh, look, she's doing David Tennant with, with boobs. I mean, it's, you know, the, the, because of people like me who got all, oh, I can't believe they're doing this. And I obviously I was on the nice side of doing of, of what I said when they cast Jodie Whittaker. Um, they've probably felt that they've, you know, they do have to protect 
the um, the series in, in you know in a lot of ways and tread a little more carefully. But given that Chibnall has developed some amazing characters in the past, um, you know Broadchurch in particular, that first season, those characters were fully fleshed, but they weren't fully fleshed from the get go. I mean, we we had to scrape away the layers and learn about them as we were going, and you know it was a who done it. And I think this, you know, to, to your point that he may not be a great sci-fi writer, he does write great whodunits and mysteries and character-driven dramas. So, you know, this Doctor Who might be more of a character-driven drama over the next couple of episodes while we are establishing the ground rules for Jodie Whittaker's Doctor. So I'm prepared to cut them some slack, and I never thought I'd say that. And that in itself is a huge... No, I mean, I'm not trying to be snarky or facetious, but that's it. That's a huge 180 from me because I was like, you know, you know, I was up until six weeks ago. I'm like, I don't even know if I'm going to watch it. And now I am, I am, I am in and I'm looking forward to seeing this journey and seeing where it's going. And um, yes, I mean, you know, my wife and I were chatting and there are certain times when we wonder um, how would David Tennant have delivered this, these lines or whatever, because that's just the way it is when you change, when you change doctors, the same was with Matt Smith, the same with Capaldi. Um, but I think she's making the character her own. I, uh, she does need to be more front and center. And maybe we'll see that over the next couple of weeks. I hope so. Because, yeah, if we get to the end of the season and we still don't know who this doctor is yeah. and her moral compass and everything, then, we, then there is a real problem because it has devolved into a multi-character ensemble drama that's not what we need. We do need the doctor front and center um, more often than not. I would perhaps like to see more of a hard edge perhaps come out every now and again, but it's, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see, uh, you know, I'm, I'm holding judgment. Yeah. And I think that's fine. Um, and I hope you're right. Um, I just don't know. I, 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 I don't know. It feels kind of dull to me to your point about the group. I love the idea of having three companions. I really do. I love the group dynamic. I love that there's no doctor companion romance. And we talked about this in the beginning. There's no like mystery girl, the center of the universe or whatever. I love that. But I think really of the three, there's only really one that's been super compelling. I think Ryan has just been kind of hit or miss. And I think Yaz is damn near forgotten in almost every episode. She currently seems to exist mostly to deliver obvious reactions or plot points. Um, and I know next week's episode is supposed to be pretty focused on her or her history or whatever. So I hope that changes. But it's tough. It's tough. I, I just don't think Chibi is really delivering up to the standard I hoped he would. Um Overall, I, I think, like I said, he 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 works really well with certain things, but I, I just think something's missing, something's lacking, and I don't know. I don't know. I, I read online that the next bunch of episodes are not going to be written by him. This last batch was, with the exception of Rosa. So I'm very curious to see if any of this changes the way the doctors handled, the way the dialogue is handled, the overall plots, the space, time, you know, wonder, all that. I'm I'm very curious to see how it goes. But as it is now, I'm just kind of eh. and and I don't want to say bored, but I was. I just wasn't as captivated as I should be about a show with a, a female time lord going everywhere, anywhere, whenever she wants. So, I'm just hoping that we go more places and, and go more yeah. times. I mean, really, I, w- I want this to be, uh, and maybe it's just the the mood that that I've personally been in, or these these personal stories aren't enough of a departure for me. Um, but uh, I loved. I guess I there were some great high points in Capaldi, and they're still kind of stuck in my mind right now with some of the, um, you know, some of those episodes. But I'm I'm hopeful that, uh, you know, we 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 see more of what makes this Doctor, you know, her own character. So I think these, these first five episodes have been really well done. the The production's been high. The plots have been extremely solid. There have been some already. There have been some some of the best episodes. You know, the Rosa and a couple other, you know, there have been some fantastic episodes that people should watch. Um, but at the same time, I think there's, you know, there's still some more that uh, that we can do here. And we're halfway through the season, to be honest. We're halfway through the season on our way to a, well, there isn't a Christmas episode. We can get to that in a second here. But Maybe. Yeah. yeah, we have uh, any, other, any other thoughts from you, fine gents, on this episode or... Can I read uh, a couple quick comments? I just want Chippy to scale back on the exposition a little bit, and I want him to learn how to end an episode because these things yes. Start, yes. Like, the pacing's all over the place, and then they just stop, and it's just over. Like those are my things: less exposition, less on the nose dialogue, and for the love of God, a proper ending that doesn't look like you just ran out of time and had to cut to credits. Um, I will say, going back to Rosa and that scene on the bus, where. 
the doctor was there to guide and not act, but to stop others interfering. That felt like a new uh, that felt like a, a new angle of doc, yeah. the doctor that yep. we haven't seen. Yep. That was a, that, that was a development that we may may see more of. Maybe that's what this doctor is. Maybe Jodie Whittaker's doctor is somebody who doesn't have to, you know, be all balls out, metaphorically speaking, uh, gung ho, um, and guides those around her to be better. And if that's the case, that'll be interesting. And let's see if it makes for good television. Um, but I, you know, I keep on going to that, just going back to that, where she had the, she, you know, told everybody they couldn't react when Rosa was uh, Parks was being, being taken off the bus, and the, the human nature, especially in Bradley Walsh's face, when he wanted, you could see he wanted to stop it, but he had faith in the doctor, and you know, she, she, you know, she got that level of trust out of everybody already, and that level of command, if you will. And let's see, you know, let's see how that how that goes. Maybe you know, this is a, this is a different doctor. So the you know, on to that point, I think something that you that you're you're picking up on, and I'm I, I'm picking up on as well, is that um, I mean, obviously, there's there seems to be a lot of death in these episodes, of Doctor uh, of Doctor Who. The Doctor is it maybe the way to say it is the Doctor is not here to save people. Uh, and change change time. The doctors, this doctor is here to sort of preserve time. Like we saw it with Rosa, we saw it with it was this episode where Eve, the um, general, was she was going to die anyways. The doctor could very well have rescued her and uh, you know uh, uh, found some way to to save her life, but she was going to die anyways. And they brought that up at the beginning of the episode when the doctor said that she's she'd write a bunch of you know. A bunch of stories about uh, about Eve and some the, the the Saranga book or whatever that was. So um, I think this doctor is much more hands off with people and pro- just more or less protecting the time stream in a way. Does it kind of seem like that? Yeah, I, 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 no, I think I, I think that's that's a that's a very interesting you know yeah, it is an interesting angle and it could be it could be the way they're going and like I said it just depends if that makes for good TV over the next five episodes. Sure. Um, you know, do we need to see? Uh, do, do we need to see the stronger, to the, the the stronger side, a, a stronger side of the Doctor, a full on super take charge? Hmm. Um, but you know, we saw a Doctor that was injured, that 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 was actually a team player that didn't really go nuts and overboard and you know throw the weight around. There was you know there was faith in those around her to do their jobs. She had no problem leaving Yaz with the, the, the stunning thing with the robot in, in the antimatter drive, uh, even though that thing was toxic and could have, you know, if it had touched Yaz, it would have killed her. But she had the faith in she has that faith in them. So you know, yeah, let's let's see, let's see. I mean, if we if we if we sit here again in two weeks and we still don't know who the doctor is, I think uh, then we can start to uh, criticize more. Yep. Well, uh, let's give your your final thoughts on this episode. What did you guys uh, What did you guys think? Final uh, Final grade and final thoughts out of antimatter devices, out of uh, little nibblers. How about out of little nibblers, patings? <laughs> how many? Did you, how many guys give it? Sean, how about you first? Two and a half. Two and a half patings. Okay, I think it's a serviceable episode. I don't think it's bad. I know. I know. We all know what bad Doctor Who is. Yeah. Um, I think it was just there and. Couple highlights, you know, performances like you guys talking about. Maybe this is a doctor that X Y Z will realize on other people, whatever. Um, but it was just there, you know. And I, I, I want more from the show. And I'm hoping now with scripts coming up, episodes coming up by people who, who, or by different writers, excuse me. I'm, I'm very interested to see if it's going to be different from what it has been. Um, so yeah, time will tell. I. It was fine, but I'm. I personally want more. So, okay, uh, Marcus. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna mark on the generous side and give it a four. Okay, because I don't think it's it's not three point five worthy. It's not four point five and definitely not a five. But I think it was. You know, again, it's uh, it's on the higher end of what we've had to put up with over the last couple of years. And uh, that's the that's the curve I'm grading on is looking at some of the some of the dross we have been dealt over the last couple of years. And while it may not be the standout episode of this season, obviously Rosa is streets ahead. Um, the other episodes have also you know done very well. I mean, 
uh, the, the arachnid one, as I said, was a standout for me. But as a change of pace and as a competent episode, um, you know, a high-end competent, if you will, I'm going to go with four patings. Okay. Oh, I'm going to go with uh, 3.5 uh, patings. I think that's what I gave last week um, or somewhere around there, somewhere about a uh, serviceable episode. Some interesting stuff with um, the doctor kind of speaking, finally talking about how uh, the, you know, mentioning that the doctors had past lives and, and has seen Hamilton with all 900 casts, which is kind of funny. Um, so there are some, some interesting little, you know, neat little, neat little things here and there, but uh, yeah, I think it's a 3.5. It, it did its job. Um, could have been, could have been a lot better. And maybe I'll drop this down to three point two five. Actually, could have been a lot better. I think uh, it was it was an episode that was that's going to be forgettable down the line. I did like they 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 have been using some fantastic um, uh, actors uh, and actresses throughout the uh, you know throughout the the season. So um, like uh, Ben Bailey Smith, uh, uh, who played uh, Dirkus, he's been on a bunch of TV shows. He's been on. Um, what was the uh, the David Brent solo film? He was the rapper. He was on. Um, he does done a lot of stuff on British TV, so he was he was great on there. He played the Dirkus, I think I mentioned. Um, Gentlemen, um, I need yeah. to bail because yeah, that's my, fine. My cat is home, and I can right, see well, her padding around. She's actually standing at done. my door. So um, I'll let you talk about the Facebook stuff and the, yeah, and the that's everybody fine. else. Much love to you, everybody. I will talk uh, to you for next week's show. Have a good one. And uh, big ups to my Lonely Tardis crew for voting today. Uh, and I know they voted for decency and good people because that's what they do. That's who we are. We are the Lonely Tardis. With beer, that said. The beer is out. Yep. The beer is out. <laughs> the beer is empty. Uh, my oh, beer is empty here. I this whole time. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I was going to ask him. It's a shame he had to leave. I was going to ask him if he had a favorite moment from this episode, and if he came to mind easily, because I think you hit on a good point, Dolly. I think the the casting is fine, but I think it's. I actually think these guest stars outshined a lot of the regulars. And Maybe I think that's, yeah, I think that's problem, um, especially Yaz, which we've been talking about for weeks now. Um, but I think the best, the most accurate thing that was said tonight, in my humble opinion, is that this will be a forgettable episode of Doctor Who. Yeah. Uh, and I think that will be the key takeaway. So down the line, not like now. If people like it now, I think that's great. But yeah. Well, that's all I had. That was all the, the episode uh, the episode talk we had this week. Um, not so much a downer uh, like the last couple of weeks we've had. Uh, good to have Marcus back on. But um, that's one. I mean, Rosa was yeah, yeah. was incredible. Maybe we were too somber. But that may have been it. That may, that may be it. Yeah. Um, but uh, Sean, thank you for. For joining me this evening. Yeah, was there anything you wanted to read? No, we went. We basically went through everything. We can we can catch up on the next episode when we have the full team there. Cool, definitely. I'll keep the comments uh, coming, guys. It's been yeah, definitely. We I, have been reading them, as you, Marcus mentioned, a couple of them. Um, I know a couple of folks are trying to uh, you know squeeze in a couple of comments before the episode uh, before we recorded. We didn't get a chance to. Uh, they didn't get a chance to get to those. I'll mention one. Um, we have a couple of comments. I know Stefan Swanlin wanted to get in there. Uh, and, and mentioned some stuff, but uh, did get something from our good friend uh, Aubrey um, at Sabeo underscore FF says a simple creature creating a simple plot, which turned into a standard Doctor Who episode. People talk about the show. These are the types of stories that come to mind. Stories the kids aren't getting bored of or lost in. Really happy to have good writing series wide. Um, can I say I'm starting to see what Marcus has been saying about the squeaky voice? Because I'm starting to. Uh, <laughs> um, that's the, uh, uh, huh. yeah, uh, the, uh, the accent. Anyways, thanks, everyone. Thanks I for like one thing. Yeah. I want to hear from people their thoughts on the season so far. I want people to let us yes. know how yes. they feel. We're halfway through how they're feeling about everything in general, you know, the pacing, the stories that are being told, the performances, Jody, the companions, if they think it's working, if they think things aren't working, if there's any glaring positives or uh, negatives or really high highs um, and how they're feeling with a new showrunner and, and everything else. That's, that's what I would like to talk about. With and you know, you know what? Um, it, it, it's a bummer we, that Marcus took off because one thing we did uh, note news wise, I wanted to mention was there's not going to be a Christmas episode this year. Yeah. Yeah. News uh, news broke. There won't be Christmas episode. I think it was on a couple. What's that? 
Is it official? It's not official because BBC hasn't officially said it. I think Wales Online, a couple couple mm-hmm. other more local sites noted it. But um, yeah, there will be no Christmas special. It will be a supposedly a New Year's special. So uh, we'll get more details on that. But that's certainly a, a departure for Doctor Who from like the last uh, you know eleven seasons, twelve, thirteen years, however long they've been doing it. So it's been going on for quite a while. Um, but uh, we, that may end up uh, letting us kind of revisit some Christmases past and, and, and talk oh, yeah. a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And it open, definitely opens up um, some conversations after the season to, uh, you know, like we had, I think we, had, we even talked about it a couple couple episodes ago, but to do kind of an all-reader, an all-reader, an all-listener, I should say, uh, feedback episode. So keep those comments coming. Um, we may do some really fun stuff at the tail end of the season um, and onward. So good stuff. And since he'll never hear this, I'm going to tell Marcus that he's wrong and that Moffat had more Christmassy episodes than Russell T. Davies, who only did Christmas adjacent episodes. Take that, Mr. Beer. Ooh, there we go. There you go. With that said, you can find us at lonelytardis.com, at lonelytardis on the Twitters. You can find us individually. You heard uh, wonderful Marcus at Annoyed Gamer on Twitter. Steven, who is not here, uh, he's off launching fanbite.com. Uh, you can find him at Stephen Strum. You can find me at Dolly Demovsky and Sean. Where can we find you? On the dumpster fire that is twitter.com at S H A U N N O R T O N. And of course, on this lovely podcast each and every week, talking about what are we talking about, Dolly? Doctor Who. Ooh. Ooh. We'll see every see We'll see everybody. <laughs> it's one of those nights. See everybody in the next episode of Lonely. I'm going to keep drinking and praying for the future of this country. Ooh. 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 Ooh.